focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Um, first of all, I want to um, appreciate my, my pastors, Pastor Dami and Pastor Toju, for this amazing privilege. Honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm really lost for words. I'm really lost for words. Thank you so much for, you know, calling out the graces in my life and in the life of every, every member of Kings. Thank you for being so intentional, for being so passionate, so, for being so, um, for being the ideal shepherd over us. Thank you so much. I don't take it for granted. I'm forever humbled. And um, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just feeling, I, I'm feeling so insufficient, but I know that God does not call the best, right? He makes best the ones he has called, right? No matter how broken you are. In fact, your brokenness is, is raw material for God to express his glory through your life. So I feel super honored. I feel super grateful, honestly, to be given the privilege to be sharing the word with us on Wednesday. Thank you, Pastor Dami. Thank you, Pastor Toju. I love you. I celebrate you relentlessly. I celebrate you majestically. <laughs> Check the dictionary for that. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for the very warm welcome. Thank you, my brothers, my sisters, my pastors, my ministers. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I'm super grateful. I never thought a day would come that I'll, I'll be sharing about being single and secure, you know, but I just want us to know that, you know, you're seasons and processes are in the custody of God, right? The moment you gave God your life, you lost the right to determine his dealings with you. That's the truth. You lost the right to do what? Oh, Pastor Dami just joined. Please, I need to, I need to start afresh. <laughs> I need to start afresh. Thank you so much, Pastor Dami and PLT for the honor. P Dams, you're not here. So I said, let me recap on my on my appreciation. Thank you so much, sir, for for the for the trust, for for just you know relentlessly just calling out the grace of God upon my life. I can't, I'm just honestly, when I think about my journey with God, I'm like, you, you know when God, <laughs> oh, okay, you've been to YouTube. Okay, okay, okay. All right, sir. But thank you so much. I, I love you. I love, I love you. PLT, I love you so much. Um, I, I just love Kings. Thank you so much. Thank you for the privilege of this platform. I don't take it for granted. Okay, I was saying that I never thought that a day would come that I'll be sharing about, you know, um, um, being single and and all of that. And I was saying that, you know, I was saying, thank you, Pidams. I was saying that your seasons and processes are in the custody of God. That the moment you gave your life to God, you lost the right to determine his dealings with you. You lost it. He's the one writing your story and the movie of your life, you know. But the beautiful thing is that the end, the end is certain. It is certain. Scripture already established that his thoughts towards us are thoughts of good and not of evil to give us what? A future and a hope. You know, that's, that's God's intention towards us, to give us a future and a hope, right? But the truth is you can also decide to hijack your process from God and do it your own way and create your alternatives, but it won't lead you to the expected end. It won't, right? God's agenda for our lives 
you know, God, God, rather, God has agenda for our lives, and that agenda feeds into His ultimate agenda, which is for 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 the whole earth to be filled with the glory of the of the Lord. You understand? So God has an agenda for everybody. You know, our dealings with God it varies from person to person. You know, it varies. It varies from 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 person to person. Some people, you know, settle after secondary school. Some people after their PhD, <laughs> you know. But God's purpose for our lives is to get the glory, is to get the glory. So we have to ensure that we align ourselves to that agenda, you know. Your process is a story that God is telling with your life. Yes, it's a story that God is what is telling with your life. I want to quickly look at um, John 9, John chapter 9, verse 1, verse um, 1 to 12, right? God is not trying to kill your joy. He's not trying to stop you from, you know, enjoying the good things of life. No, the essence is for God to get the glory. So your own path is to align to that agenda, is to align to that agenda. Recall the story, um, the account of the blind man in John 9, verse 1, you know, that the um, disciples were asking him, ah, ah, how come this man has been blind for, for this number of years? Is it that he committed a sin or that his parents or he's suffering the sins of his parents? What did Jesus say? Jesus said it's so that, so that God will get the glory, so that God will be glorified. So it doesn't matter your process. The, the end result is that God will get the glory. God will get the glory. God will get the glory. So you better align. You better align. You know, so I, I mean, I just decided to, you know, to start with that, just to encourage us, you know, to encourage us and to let us know that your process is very much in the hand of God. Don't hijack your process from God. Allow him get the glory. Allow him tell the story because you're sure that the end is sure. The end is certain. The end is, 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 is expected. The end is to give you a future and a hope. Glory to God. Okay. So... The topic for today, single and secure. Welcome on board, um, Pilan. Thank you very much. Um, so I want to start by establishing a number of things about singleness. You know, Pilan's already mentioned it on Sunday. By the way, I heard it when Pilan was preaching. <laughs> so I was going to be taking today's. I was going to be taking today's, but I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> You know, but if you walk to Pinal long enough, you will know that Pinal do not seek your permission before it pushes you forward. Just take it like that. Trust God for grace and move on. Yeah, so uh, I want to establish a number of things about singleness. Number one is that singleness is not a sentence. Pinal's already said that. It is not a sentence. It is not a curse. Rather, it is a gift from God. Yes, somebody's asking how. Eh, gift what? Please, I want to marry. Is a gift what? It is a gift from God. Um, Paul, Paul said something really profound, or he, uh, he established my point now in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. He said, I wish that all the people were as I am. This is Paul saying that, you know, I mean, Paul dedicated his entire life to the gospel. He didn't get married. So, so was the author of our salvation, Jesus. So he's saying that I wish that all the people were as I am, you know, but he said each person has his own gifts from God, one of this kind and one of that kind. So he acknowledges that there are people, you know, so we, we acknowledge rather there are people who don't want to get married. Or is there anybody like that on this call before I even proceed? Is there anybody that you feel that your gifts is that you will not get married? You want to dedicate your life to the gospel. You don't want to get married. Is there anybody like that? I'll give us two seconds. Eh? Bukola, is that you? 
I'm not, I'm not interpreting, not you. Come on. <laughs> no, eh, eh. Ah, I foresee. But it's a gift. Scripture is saying that it is a gift. It is a gift, right? Singleness is a gift. It's a gift to, to be able to dedicate your life, pour your life out as an offering to God. Right, it is a gift. Few people fall into that category, like I mentioned. Jesus, you know, Paul, the custodian of the mysteries of God, you know, uh, he did not get married, so it's a gift. Yes, he established that. He said, but each person has his own gift from God, one of this kind and one of that kind, right? But but Paul also acknowledged that there are those of us who do not have the gifts. We don't have the grace at all. Some people are even saying, God, ah. Am I your stepdaughter or am I your stepson? What's going on? Bella like that today. Big trust here. <laughs> Doing proposals and all of that. He acknowledged that there are those of us who have that gift. And he said, instead of burning with passion or participating in sexual immorality, let's each have his own wife or husband. You know, so God's plan is for all who desire marriage to be married. Yes. God, God, I mean, God, God. God's plan is that everyone who desires marriage be married. In fact, it is a gift to be married because we'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Let's look at Isaiah 34, just to establish the fact that God, God wants us to be married. Yes, God, God wants everyone who desires marriage to be married. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Isaiah 34, verse 16. I'll just read if... if uh, Nobody has been able to post that. Isaiah 34, verse 16. He said, look in the scroll of the Lord and read. He said, none of these will be missing. He said, not one will lack her miss. For it is the mouth of the Lord that has ordered it, and his spirit will gather it. You know, so it is established that every man, woman, even animals will not lack a mate. There's provision. There's provision for, 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 your, for your marital destiny. There's provision for that, right? Um, to further establish that, let, let's go back um, go back a bit to verse 14 and 15. He said, desert preachers, Isaiah 34, 14 to 15. He said, desert preachers will meet hyenas and wild goats will bleed to each other. Are you seeing that even God is very, <laughs> God, God, God does matchmaking, right? And all of all those things, you know. He said, he said, they are, they are the night preachers will also lie down and find for themselves places of rest. Are we seeing the order of God that even animals, God orchestrates relationships and gives each pair a place right, where they can build and grow their families. Yes, thank you so much, Jadi. Yeah. So know this and no, no rest. As long as you desire it, God, God was the one who put the desire there. In your heart, get married. It will come. There is provision for you. God is not about to create your spouse. He's not about to, you know, look for loamy soil and <laughs> reserve what to say, ah, hey, God, Victoria, my dedicated daughter, she needs to get married. I need to. Angels, get me that soil i need to i need to craft a very no 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 god is not about to do that it is already sorted sorted it is it is a sorted and settled matter from from the beginning right it is sorted you know so i mean there are also other scriptures that must assure you that your season of singleness is not perpetual and it is not unending it is not unending the one i use i mean my revelation boy you can i mean you can, you can, you should, you should also search the word for your own as well. Hebrews 10, verse 37. He says, 
in just a little while, he who he or she who is to come will come and not delay. In just a little while, Hebrews 10 verse 37, in just a little while, he or she who is to come will not delay. In that context, it's speaking about Jesus, but you can use it for your marriage. I'm just trying to let us know that, you know, there's there's provision, there's provision for your, you know, for, for your spouse. Look into God's word, right, for reassurance and for the provision, you know. So in the agenda of God, your, sin, your season of singleness is not a delay. It's not a delay. It could seem so in the eyes of men, but it is not because it cannot be delayed as a child of God. But you can prolong the process. You can prolong your process due to lack of alignment, right? But if you're, if you're in the middle of God's will and God's agenda for your life, you can't be delayed. Remember, we already established that God wants to get the glory. God is the one telling the story of your life and that the end is setting. He marry, you will marry. But the, but the thing is, what are you doing whilst you're waiting, right? What are you doing? Okay, so having established that, let's now look at the purpose of singleness, the purpose of singleness, you know. So, um, yeah, the purpose of singleness. First of all, if you are not even seeing, seeing any purpose or benefits of singleness, like, please, 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 my sister and the Lord, I'm not seeing any benefits in this season. I'm not seeing any use for this season, please. Then maybe we need to debunk certain myths about marriage because you have to first get the ideology right. You have to first get the right mentality, right, for your for this season of singleness. So I want to be debunking certain myths about marriage, just about five myths, and there are more, but just five of them. Number one is that marriage is not an escape from loneliness or loss. Marriage is not an escape from loneliness or loss. I saw a, a, a post on Instagram by Prophet Tommy Arayomi. Some of you might follow him. I follow him on Instagram. And he said, don't rush into marriage to escape temptation because he said the spirit of loss does not respect wedding rings. I'll say it again. Don't rush into marriage to escape temptation. The spirit of loss does not respect wedding rings. So your marriage is not an escape from loneliness or from loss. If you do not deal with that before marriage, you, you, you will find the expression safe. Because now you have you have gone into that realm. So there are possibilities, you know, <laughs> there are routes and dimensions. So it is not an escape from loneliness or loss. You have to you have to establish that. Number two myth I need to debunk is that marriage is not just a shift in social status. It's not just you moving to your permanent site and getting the MRS or being somebody's husband. It is more than that. It is a shift in social status, but it is not just a shift in social status. Number three myth I want to debunk is that marriage is not an end in itself, right? It is not an end in itself, and it is not about you. Marriage is not about you at all. It is not about you. Marriage is for God. It is a tool that God uses to establish and proliferate his kingdom. Marriage is not about you. It's not about all of all those things. It is not. Marriage is not about wedding digest and ashwebi bella. It's not about that. It's bigger than that. Marriage is God's tool. It is God's instrument. It is God's project. And it is God order, God's order for procreation. You know, so... This, these are just, you know, a number of um, myths that I just want to debunk about marriage, you know, so that it can give us perspective on how to maximize our singleness. So what is the purpose of my singleness? Who am I to become? Who am I to become? Okay, now I, I've, I've gotten it. 
marriage is not about sin. So what am I supposed to do with myself in this season of singleness? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to burn? Am I supposed to languish? Am I supposed to just be there and just be floating, just be waiting, you know, waiting for the Boaz to show up? What is the essence? What is God's purpose? We already established that God's um, dealings with us vary from person to person. Some people settle down after secondary school, like I said before. Some people after PhD. But you have to know, sit down to know what is God's plan? What is God's purpose for this season? Every season, your times and seasons are in the hands of God. Your times and seasons are in the hands of God. So what is the purpose of my singleness? So I just want to highlight, you know, six levels of security for purposeful singleness. Six levels of security for purposeful singleness. Six levels of security for purposeful singleness. Because the truth is, an insecure single guy or single lady is potentially an insecure spouse. It is, I mean, you are, if you don't, if you don't um, settle this, this, this security that I'm, I'm about to share with us, you are going to... Okay, it seems, Pastor Vicky, can you, can you hear me, people? All right, can you hear me, people? All right. It seems Pastor Vicky's um, airtime or position location is given a lot of trouble. So maybe the network in that area doesn't know how to be single and secure. The network in that area is single and I is secure. <laughs> All right. But once we're at it, uh, good stuff so far. Like she's dishing it hot, 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 hot. Let's quickly do a recap. What have you learned so far? What has stood out for you so far? What is resonating with you so far? Yeah, I really like the question she was asking. And that's the question about, okay, yeah, so marriage is not about me. Marriage is not a cure for loss. Marriage is not just a shift in my social status. So what do I do? Right. How many of you have wondered about that before? What am I supposed to be doing with this? All this love, like some of you have enough love for 300 people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? Like your heart really craves family and relationships and your body also craves. So for some people, their body is not the problem. Their heart is the problem. You just have all this love that you're looking to distribute. And then for other people, you have to know the problem is your body that is the problem. And if you're a single man, I'm sure you have that problem at least two to three times a week. If you're a single lady, you have that issue somewhere between two and five days a month. Glory to God. <laughs> By the way, I've said it before, but let me say it again. Ovulation is to women what weekly erection is to men. So if men feel the way they, if women feel the way they feel two, three days a month, uh, guys feel that way two, three days a week. So uh -huh. let me just say, so salute to all the men who are standing up, but still standing up for Jesus. <laughs> well, where the men are? Where the men are? Where the men are? <laughs> All right. Okay. Pivicus. So sorry, everyone. I don't know what happened. The devil is a liar. I take authority over the prince of the power of the air in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, amen. <laughs> sorry, guys. Well, going, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So um, I said let's move to um, um, number one, spiritual spiritual security. Colossians two verse one. Because you have to you have to know who you are in Christ first of all. In this this is a season for you to establish your identity in Christ. Colossians two verse ten. He said, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. So no man or woman is coming to complete you. You're already complete in Christ. You're already, you're already complete in Christ. You are complete. And the um, scripture in Colossians 2.10 already established that. So this, your season of singleness is time for you to you know, establish your identity. Know that you are complete in Christ. You're one with Christ. You're already married to Christ. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Um, so your, your season of singleness is an opportunity for you to build intimacy with God and journey with him, you know, because you have ample time alone with God. You have ample time. Your spiritual journey as you engage becomes faster and deeper, you know, because you don't have, you don't yet have anyone to, you're, you're, you're catering to as it were. So you have enough time to journey with God. You have enough time to spend time with God. You have, you have enough time to, you know, to, to ascend the hills. You have enough time to journey with God. You have ample time. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's, the, that, that's what you're supposed to be doing in your season of singleness. So that's one level, spiritual security, right? So it is, it's in this season that you discover your purpose and your prophetic destiny, we're still you know, under spiritual security. It is in this season that you discover your purpose and your prophetic destiny. Don't wait until you get married before you discover your path in life. Don't wait. It is God who numbered your, your appointed days on earth that can reveal them to you as you spend time with him. Discover who you are. Discover your assignment in the agenda. You know, I already mentioned that the ultimate agenda of God, as Pastor Dami always says, is that God, God wants, you know, is God, God, God wishes that the whole earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. So what is your part in that? What is your part in that? What is your part in that marriage? Okay, marriage is a tool in God's hand. What, what, what's the assignment? What's the portion of your own marriage in, the, in that big assignment? What's the portion of your own marriage? So it is a season for you to establish your spiritual routines as well and build your relationship with the Holy Spirit. This season, sharpen your discernment exercise your discernment in this season. There are many single people who have exercise how they hear God. Many people say, I, I, I don't know how to hear God. I don't know how to discern the voice of God. I don't know when God is speaking. It is in this season because your, your, your ability to discern the voice of God is, a, is an asset in marriage. Is an asset in marriage. Sharpen your spiritual sensitivity. This is a season for you to do that. This is it for, you to, for you to dwell, for you to sit down with God. Sharpen your sensitivity, sharpen your gifts, right? Because your inability to discern, your, your inability to have your senses sharpened is a disservice in, 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 your, in your marriage. Like I mentioned, it is a tool. It is a tool. Your ability to discern and hear God is a tool. You're able to pick up divine signals and run with it. It will save you time. You save your husband time to save you properties. It will, it will, it will help your children. You know, this is the time to build all those capacities in God. This is the time to do that, right? Another thing is this is the time for you to pray for your spouse and your husband and your unborn children. In this season, secure them under God. Don't wait till you get married 
before you start setting, setting, settling certain things, you know, for your children. Don't wait till you get married before you start praying. Pastor Zambi already said that he's been praying, praying for PLT and praying for the boys since that many years ago. This is what you should be doing, you know, securing them spiritually under God. There are many of us who have, who have, who, who have made mistakes or gone through unnecessary, needless routes because, you know, our parents didn't pray enough. They didn't intercede enough. They didn't settle certain things enough. Of course, maybe they didn't know better, right? So why are you waiting for your children to have to go through that or go through unnecessary parts? Didn't you have people in secondary school that everything just going pa, 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 pa for them? <laughs> Do we have such people? That everything, the speed, the speed is like this. Trust me. It is spiritual. You have to settle these things, right? Settle them, secure your, give them spiritual security, you know, so that they won't go through needless, needless routes and junctions in life because you didn't do your assignments. So I'm, I'm letting us see some of the things, the things you should be doing while you're single. There's so much work to be done. The truth is that even the, the work continues in marriage, but even starts start a good chunk of it. So you don't stress somebody's husband, you don't stress somebody's wife. And you don't put your children in a, in, a, in a situation because you didn't do your own due diligence, right? It's the season for you to settle. So are we beginning to see that marriage just isn't about wedding digest and actually be better. There's a cause, C-A-U-S-E. There's a cause for marriage. There's a reason, there's a mission, there's a mandate for marriage that is bigger than you and I, you know? God is trusting someone, you know, to conceive or birth and even groom prophets for his own prophetic agenda concerning the generation. God is trusting you because for, are you not seeing the people that God is using in this generation? The mighty men, somebody gave birth to them now. <laughs> somebody groomed them, somebody invested, right? So God is trusting somebody on this call and myself, right? To be able to build the capacity to conceive, to birth and to groom prophets to groom people who will be useful for God's kingdom. Are you seeing that marriage is a tool? It's not just for procreation and just give birth to children. No, it's not just that. What kind of children are you trusting God? What kind of, what's, what's the place of your children in, 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 in God's agenda? So God is trusting you that you will maximize, you know, this season and build capacity and, be, and position yourself. So when God is distributing profits in certain generations, you're on the line, you have consecrated your, your womb, Right? When God starts giving you children in marriage, you, 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 you and your spouse, you already have a direction that these ones, these ones must serve God. These ones will burn for God. These ones, Lord, if you are looking for prophets in a generation, I, I already dash you, my children. They don't have a say in this. Pastor Dami mentioned um, a story about how um, uh, Pastor Jerry's mom already decided his destiny before he even knew what was going on. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's, that's prophetic alignment. That is prophetic. You have to, you have to pay the price. You have to do the work, right? So that you're, you know, as a man, not just women, as a man, put your hand on your loins and begin to declare, my seeds are mighty upon the earth. You have that work to do. That's, that's your job. That's your responsibility. That's your responsibility. You know, this is why consecration is very, very important. Is very so the enemy will be distracting single people with sex, sex, sex. It's not just about it's, it's a distraction. Yeah, ask people that are married, they'll tell you that the sex thing, sex, 
you know, it, it, it can be a lot sometimes. So the enemy wants to shift your focus away from the things that matter, the things that have eternal consequence, and distract you to think that it's all about sex or it's all about Lord and born in law. You said you said those that are born in born with passion that you give them wife, you give them husband. What's going on? Distracting you, and so you're, you're you're not able to maximize you know your season of singleness. Your consecration is very important in this season. You have to spiritually secure yourself, secure your spouse to be, and secure your children. It is very, very pertinent. You know, of course, that, that ties into your purity as well. Your purity is key. I mean, I can I can sit on this one till next year, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just I'm less attention. Your purity is very, very important. So let God deal with your sexual sins in your deal with the sexual sins in your life, right? Before you get into marriage, marriage is not pure. Already established that, right? And you can only do that by the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's why the enemy fights for your consecration. He fights for your prayer time because it is the fire of the Holy Ghost that 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 helps you to suppress and manage, you know, those you know those urges, right? Sexual sin will. I'm still under spiritual security. Please just just follow me. Sexual sin will cost you more than it will give you. It will cost you. That's the part the enemy will not tell you. Sexual sin will cost you more than it will give you because you will you end up creating future problems for your children. Yes, because when you engage in things like fornication, masturbation, frolicking, and loloxing with people's spouses and say, he's a, what's it called? I don't even know what to call it. You know, you have opened a door. You have opened a door, you know, of, 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 of the same pattern of struggle, right, in, for your children. You've opened a door. And we can see that in Scripture. In, with God, there's no chop and clean mouth. There is no chop and clean mouth with God. Classic example is David. David in 2 Samuel. We can really go there, but it's, it's a long read. 2 Samuel 11 and 12. You know, you snatched somebody's wife, you got her pregnant, killed her husband, you know, and did all of that. And you felt you can just stop and claim out because you're God's favorite. <laughs> Not God's favorite, but you know, that's God, God has a thing for you, you know. Then Prophet Nathan brought the word of the Lord to him in verse in chapter 11, verse 10. I hope, I hope I'm not too fast. That can be very fast sometimes. Um, Prophet Nathan brought the word of word of the Lord to him in verse in chapter eleven, verse ten to twelve. Let, let, let's read it so that we can also know the consequence and the um, you know, yeah. He said, he said, now therefore, now therefore, Second Samuel eleven to twelve. This is Prophet Nathan bringing the word of the Lord to David after he did all that he had done. God, God sees in secret. Whatever you do in the in the in the in, in darkness, God God sees all of that. Thank you very much. He said, "Now therefore, the sword shall never." This is the this is God's verdict, God's punishment. He said, "Now therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife." Thus says the Lord: Behold, I will raise up adversary against you from your own house. Are you seeing the complication? And I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. Just imagine. And he shall lie with them. He shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. He said, for you did this secretly, but I will do this thing before all of Israel, before the son. Have we seen how David complicated the lives of his children? You know, Absalom, all, all of all the stories, you know, because of that singular act. So the, the enemy will not tell you that part because, you know, they will tell you grace, grace. 
we don't preach that here. We don't preach that kind of grace here. Grace gives you the ability to overcome, right? You know, but they'll tell you, ah, no, you can't come. There is repercussion. There's 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 consequence for your action. God will heal you. God will for God has forgiven you. Already forgiven, but there's consequence if you. Yeah, it's not that kind of grace. Exactly. <laughs> You know, there is consequence. You know, if you if, if you if you're careless with your sexuality, you're complicating your your children's sexual journey. The enemy will not tell you that because they'll tell you that's five minutes of pleasure. That's no don't worry. When you finish, you lift up your hands and come back to the to the to the heart of worship. You get God as we are forgiving. The enemy will not tell you how it ties to the fact that you have you are activating something. I hope you know that graces can be transferred. These patterns can also be transferred. Exactly. The enemy will not tell you that. You know, these things can also be transferred to your children. So you have to pay the price. You have to pay the price. Guard your sexuality, your purity, and your fire. You know, you see many, many, many um, of we Christians you're struggling with one, one or two things. The enemy wants to, the enemy is after your fire. Is after your fire because I hope we know that sexual sins and all of that is a business of exchange of energies. Yes, just the way in God's presence, your weakness is taken and God gives you strength. When you engage in those sexual sins and fornication, masturbation, all of all those things, you are exchanging energies with unclean spirits. That's why you see many Christians are wallowing in depression, in I can't think straight, condemnation, all sorts of infirmities, different things. It comes, it's, it's a bumper package. Right, because you have exchanged your energy, right, with, with unclean spirit. They come to just they'll they'll give you the pleasure, but there's always an exchange. There is always an exchange. And so I pray for anyone who might be struggling with any sexual sin and re- receive the grace, the grace to rise above it in the name of Jesus. Let the Father, the Holy Ghost, begin to purify your vessel right now and give you strength, strength to walk away, to walk away from those destructive patterns in the name of Jesus. So you have to spiritually secure. I have to run, but almost, oh my God, I'm just in number. Um, okay, so the second one is mind and emotional security. I'm going to just run with this. Fill your heart with the revelation of who you are in God. I mean, we can't, we can't say that enough. Who you are and whose you are in God. Know it deeply that you are loved by God. And that's an absolute statement, right? God wants to be the defining factor of your self-worth and the source of your happiness and fulfillment. So you're not going around seeking validation and affirmation from people. You're not wanting to be, you know, wanting to be validated by someone you love is not a bad thing. But when you become obsessed about it, when you when you depend on it to sustain your joy and self-worth, then you don't have sufficient revelation of who you are. The season of singleness you need to establish that so you don't go and stress somebody's son and somebody's somebody's daughter. Know who you are. Know that you're loved by God. Regardless, in and out of season, pregnant, heavily pregnant or not pregnant, whichever the situation is, in sickness and in health, you are loved by God. You are loved by God. Like I mentioned, an insecure single is potentially an insecure wife or husband. You don't want to be that kind of wife or husband that, that cannot stand anybody in your spouse's space. You know, you cannot just stand it. There's a thin line between marking your territory and being insecure. If you're not convinced of God's love, how would you be convinced that your spouse loves you? You can't. So you have to deal with those emotional brokenness and neediness before you get married. So you don't choke somebody. Everyone has it. Deal with it. I remember when, when I was dating my, my ex, <laughs> nothing else mattered. No one else mattered. Nobody made sense. Nobody made sense. It was just me and him in this world. 
right? Um, I mean, my my dad lived abroad, so I was stuck with my stepmom who who cared less about anything, you know. So <laughs> and I had this amazing guy who adored me and I, I, I literally was just, you know, so all over me and all of that. And it became everything I ever needed. It took me a season of maturity to realize that that wasn't love that I felt. It was a void for that physical fatherly affection that was being filled. It was just a void. It was just a void, right? He became my word and, you know, of course, God is very jealous. He wasn't healthy and God cut it off. So I also pray now that peradventure you are in any relationship that God has not endorsed, we cut you off in the name of Jesus. I agree with Pastor Dami, I agree with PLT, that the Lord will bring about an end to that relationship right now in the name of Jesus. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so deal with your brokenness before you get married. That's your mind and emotional security. Deal with all of all those things. Pour it down at the feet of Jesus, right? It is... It's been through this my season of singleness that I discovered how much God, how, how much fatherly God is. Right? No man needs to do that for me. I I I, I discovered the beauty of God's fatherhood, the sweetness, the availability, the presentness of God's fatherhood. You know, so all those things that 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 revelation helps you. It helps you to become whole. It makes your mind and your mental, you know, capacity to just be in check. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, then you're in a relationship with someone. Hmm? Paraventure, you're dating someone. I usually pray at 5 a.m. You stop praying at 5 a.m. You do extra cooler to the nights. You stop fasting. You stop studying the Bible. You stop doing the things I used to do, you know. Because there's, there's, there's a brokenness that you have not released to God, that you have not poured out as, as an oil before God. You stop praying. God is jealous. So God wants to be sure that when he releases you into your marital destiny, he doesn't lose you. Some people, God should release them right now. They, they will forget master life. They will forget kings. They will forget everything about life and destiny. And they are. So marriage, marriage is not an end in itself. It is not. So you have to deal with that mental and emotional, you know, uh, uh, brokenness before you get into marriage. You must be mentally and emotionally secure before you get into marriage. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory to God. Yeah. The second thing about that is that if words of affirmation, you, you also you also need to know, right? If words of affirmation are your love language, and the, I mean, the Bible has a truckload of that. It has a truckload of that. Feed on them so that you can believe when your spouse says, I love you. You're not saying, eh, are you sure? Oh, yeah, prove it. Are you this? Are you? Because you don't even believe that God loves you. You have not believed it enough. It's not yet a revelation to you that God loves you. So you will struggle when a man tells you, I love you. Ah, ah. You're just wondering, ah, I'm too, this love is so good to be true. Ah, ah, no, 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 no. You cannot say you love me. You can't, you can't say that you are, I, I should trust you 100%. No, because you have not worked on believing how much God loves you. God says that you are the apple of his eyes. Um, that's in, yeah. God says you are the apple of his eyes, right? You need to believe that so you can believe your earthly husband. Zechariah 2 verse 8. Zechariah 2. I'm just letting us see, you know, what God thinks about us. 
so that can make us emotion, emotionally and you know secure in our minds before you, before you get into marriage. You have to secure that part of your life. Zechariah two verse eight. He said, "For this is what the Lord Almighty says: After the glorious one." has sent me against the nations that have plundered for you. He said, for whoever touches the touches you, touches the apple of his eyes. That's what God is saying. Anybody that touches you, touches the apple of his eyes. Can you imagine that? Anybody that touches me now is touching the apple of God's eyes. So how does that make you feel? Like a prized possession. Like a prized possession. You feed your mind with the revelation of God's love of God's irrevocable love. He said, whoever, whoever touches you, touches the apple of his eyes. Psalm 17, verse 8. He says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. This is David speaking. He said, keep me as the apple of your eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. David knew that he was loved by God. He knew it. You have to know it. Feed your mind with this revelation, right? This is God saying, I'm responsible for your security and your safety isn't that one of the major benefits of marriage god is saying i'm your husband i'm the one giving you security you don't need a man to come and you don't need a human being to affirm that you're secure you're already secure in me i'm I'm your husband right and that takes me to my next scripture isaiah 54 verse 5 i'm just going to be rushing isaiah 54 verse 5 I love this scripture so much. I love it so much. Isaiah 54 verse 5. And I love it because it's not just gender specific, right? When, when, when you hear, for your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. Many people just think that, ah, speaking to single, single girls. It's not that. Remember that we are, we're, we're the brides of Christ, right? He says, for your maker is your husband, your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. So that means you have a responsibility to, to first love God. To first love God as a wife. Be a wife to God first. Be a good wife to God first of all. Be a good wife to God. In your season of waiting, your, 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 in your season of singleness, be a good wife to God. Be a, if, whether you're a guy, a single guy, or a single lady, be a good wife to God. He said, the Lord, your maker, is your husband. If you, if you, if you haven't mastered how to be a good wife, how to be a good bride to God, your maker, how, how, how do you think you can be a good bride to your husband? And, or how do you think you can be a good groom to your wife? Because that's why I'm coming. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. <laughs> many, many people think that this picture just, just refers to ladies. No, it's not just about, it's not, not just speaking to girls. It's not just speaking to female singles, even guys as well. Let me tell you how you know a man that is, that is already a good wife to Christ. When you see a man broken in worship, when you see a man cry in worship, when you see a man cry in worship, he's a good wife. He shows that he has intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He has koinonia with the Holy Spirit. He's a good wife. That kind of man is potentially a good husband. That kind of woman is potentially a good wife to a husband. The Lord, your maker, is your husband. Is he enjoying your presence? Is he enjoying your love? Have you broken your alabaster box? Have you broken your oil before his feet? 
Is it feeling your love? Is it feeling, feeling the vibrations of your love? Is it feeling your heart beats? You want to keep all of that love for one person. One person cannot handle the, 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 the gallon of love that you carry. One man, one woman cannot handle it. You can't handle it. One woman cannot handle it. Right? So the Lord your maker is your husband. Work on being a good wife to your husband, your maker. Be a good wife to your husband, your maker. Glory to God. Let me move very quickly. Um, I'll move to psychological and and um, intellectual. Yeah, you did practice. Yes, Minister. Or you are practicing. You're practicing how to be a good wife, whether as a single girl or as a single guy. You understand? Many people think that um, crying in worship is an effeminate quality. It's not. I want to see people crying in worship. I want to see people seeing, seeing some men break down in worship. Right? And so, <laughs> so as a man, you express that, that, that soft part to God, that, that broken part. So it helps you to be vulnerable. To your, to, to your spouse in the future. You have worked on that. You have worked on that. You, you're not struggling with vulnerability because you're already a broken person. You're already a broken woman. You're already a broken man. Nobody's trying to, you know, uh, put sacrifice on the table for you to say what is wrong with you. Nobody's trying to, I don't even know, do everything they can just to enter the chambers of your heart. You're already broken, right? Glory to God. I'll move quickly to psychological and intellectual security. Um, you have to know yourself. You have to be self-aware. I'm running because I know that I have about 15 minutes. You have to know yourself. You have to know who you are. Become self-aware, right? Many people don't know their strengths. You don't know your weaknesses. You don't know the things that drain you, the things that make you happy. You don't even know your love language. You're not even sure. You don't even know your personality traits. You don't, they're just winging you. Don't wing you. Don't wing you. Discover yourself. Discover yourself. Know who you are. Know the kind of leader that you are at work, at home, at church. Because the truth is, whether you are the head of the home or not, you still need to lead at some point or in, certain, in, any, in, a, in, a, in, in a capacity in your home, right? You need to know the kind of person you are, the kind of leader that you are, you know? The kind of person. Just know yourself. You get? Know yourself, right? Develop your mind to solid material. So you can be a meaningful person. So, so you can be a person of value. This is the season to do all of that. This is the season to explore. This is the season to build yourself. Become so aware of your gifts, your talents, your graces, your capacities, your weaknesses, you know, your, your proclivities. Become so aware of yourself, right? It will be easy for people to even relate with you. It will be easy for your, for your spouse you know, or whoever it is to, to relate with you because you have a revelation of who you are. You have a revelation. You've heard Pidam say several times that he takes himself seriously. It's because Pidam has a revelation of who he is, right? This is the season for you to know who you really are. Know what you're about. Know your talents. Know, know what you're capable of, right? So, some, some, some single people... You surprise yourself when you are angry, as in the way you express anger. <laughs> you surprise yourself, right? Your love for money. You, you, you just surprise. <laughs> and I, I, is this me? 
Who am I again? Oh God. <laughs> I'm not saying there's no room for evolving. That's what I'm saying. But you know, intrinsically, basically, foundationally, you need to know who you are. Don't work like that. You don't work like that. <laughs> so you don't shock yourself. Like, ah, what's going on? You mean I like man like this? <laughs> You have to know yourself, be, be aware, right? It's, it's in this season of singleness that I realized that I, I'm actually refreshed by silence. I didn't know that before. I, as a si- silence, you see, after this call now, I just want to be mute for hours. <laughs> you get, so you, you, you discover yourself. It is in this season of singleness that I realized that, you know, I actually enjoy, anyway, I'll get there. Let me not see one, jump ahead of myself. Right, so I'm your twin, Bukola ID, I am your twin. <laughs> I'm refreshed by silence. You need to have certain revelations about, about yourself. You need to know the things that get you. You need to just discover yourself, right? Don't, don't waste all the time waiting to discover somebody when, when you haven't discovered yourself. Um, Bishop, he said silence is golden. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's somebody that is in my WhatsApp group. Exactly, you know. Develop yourself, take courses, take a degree, and just do all of that. Then um, um, financial security as well. Make your own money. Marriage is not broke, uh, brokenness alleviation plan, BAP. Build a business, build a career. There is dignity in every label. There's dignity in every label. Have your own stuff. Have your own stuff. That way, and you, know, you, you, you meet many ladies who are compromising because you know somebody's footing the bill, somebody's paying. And sometimes, if you, if you really hear the story, you empathize with them because the truth is, there's no help, there's no, there's nobody, you know. But the truth is, you can build something, no matter how it's small. It's your money. <laughs> it's your own stuff, right? It's your own stuff. You can take care of yourself. You're not waiting for somebody to come and deliver you from brokenness, right? Yeah. You're not waiting for that to happen. Not waiting for that to happen. You know, be financially responsible. You're living with somebody, you know, someone, even your parents, right? And you're making money. You can't refill the gas. You can't contribute money to buy light units, you know? Say you don't, you don't have any savings. You can't even save 500k together, you can't save 50k, you can't save, you know, all of those things will be headaches. There are, there are future bumps in, in the future to distract your marriage from the core. So work on those things now. Declutter. Declutter. Get in the right headspace, right? Um, yeah. It is in this season that <laughs> you can't give to save a soul. <laughs> be responsible. <laughs> Oh my God! Be responsible. Eh? Giving and sowing. Some people don't even. I say you. You've never sowed a seed. So if your spouse is saying in the future, ah, um, babe, I, I feel that you know God wants us to give that twenty million. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, eh? Give what? Please, please. I've not heard God. And two, can two agree? Eh? Can two work together except they be agreed? I have not heard God. I have not heard God on that. 20 million, how? I thought we, we need to buy this land. All the projects we have, all the, because you have not, you, you, you haven't developed the culture of sowing seed and giving. In your season of singleness, you haven't, you don't, you, you don't have that culture of giving and sowing seeds. Those things are roadblocks, right? This is what you should be doing in this season. This is what you should be doing. It, it is also 20 million. <laughs> it is in this season, that you will discover God as Jaira. 
This is when you would discover God as Jaira alone. See, singleness is, I don't, I'm, I'm not yet campaigning for Nendi singleness. I'm just letting us see the purpose, letting us see, you know, how to maximize, right? It is in the season of your singleness, you will have a revelation of Jaira. You see that revelation to save you in marriage, you will not be stressing somebody's son. There's no money. There's no this. There's no ah. You lost your job. We are finished. You know all about the stuff because you you don't have a revelation of of God as Jaira. God wants to reveal Himself to you. He wants to reveal that dimension of Himself to you. you. Are you are you are you feeling me? Are we getting this? Let me speak like Pastor Dami. Are you getting this? <laughs> you know, it is in that season that you will. You will under you you will realize that God is Jireh, is Jehovah Jireh. My needs are met. You will not panic. You will not panic when there's a financial stress in, in your in your marriage. You're not panicking. You're not panicking because you know that you have you have you have you have experienced God as Jireh. God has a track record with you even before you got married. There's already a track record. He has brought you out of many seasons of you know of, of wants. So there's there's shalom. So peace. You see, the prince of peace can find expression. In your, your marriage, because you know that you are not moved by the things that you see. There's there's revelation that God is Jared. God is the one, is the source, is the sponsor of this household. Glory to God. Glory to God. Single people, allow God deal with you financially before you get married. Allow God deal with you financially before you get married. It is very important. It is very important. It takes away distraction. It takes away comparison. It gives you rest. It gives you peace. And it gives you focus. You're able to focus on what God is doing in your life. Because money can be a distraction. That's the truth. Money can be a distraction. Having it and not having it, it, it both of them can be a distraction. So there has to be a mechanism to, to you know, mechanism of stability, mechanism of regulation. So when I have money, when there's cash with me, I, I, I'm, you know, it, it doesn't affect my prayer time. I, I, I don't go into spiritual bankruptcy because I'm low on cash. When I have abundance, I don't become prideful, arrogant. I don't become insubordinate you know, to my leaders, to my pastor, to my husband, because I have money. So allow God deal with you financially before you get married. It is very important. Glory to God. Are we getting something? I need to rush. I feel like I have like three minutes or so. Allow God deal with you. Um, of course, um, physical security, I'm not going to waste much time on that because, you know, yeah. Don't wait for anybody to validate your looks. You're carefully and delicately knitted. You're a masterpiece. Bible says that in Psalm 139, verse 13 to 18. We can read that later because of time, right? David acknowledged even his inner constructs. Maybe, maybe we should read it, Seth. Maybe we should read it. You know, let me not assume. Maybe we should read it. Not let anybody validate your looks. No. No. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. It is not a cliche. It is, you say it and it will not become agnosing. Say it until it becomes revelation to you. Don't wait for anybody to validate you. It is in this season of singleness that you know, you know that you are beautiful. You're not waiting for any man or a lady to say, ah, you're a fine bubble. You are, you are beautiful. Look at your eyes. You know that. And you, you just don't even appreciate your outer looks. You also worship God on the fact that, Lord, you know my inward parts. I need to read that part. I need to read the, um, the scripture. Psalm 139 verse 13. 
Yeah. This is this is David speaking. David, I really love that guy. Too much, too much drama. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, marvelous are your works. He's still speaking about his, his constructor. He said, marvelous are your works. He said, and that's, and that's my soul knows very well. That's my soul knows very, very well. He said, he said my frame was not hidden from you. My frame, you see the way I am right now. It was not even from you. God already knows your heights. He already knew that you will not, you will not be more than um, 5'11 or 5'12. God already knew your size. God already knew your skin tone, right? He already knew your frame. He said, my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, you were made in secret. You were made in the holies of holies. You were made in God's innermost chamber. Away from the eyes of mortal men. <laughs> You were made in the, as in, you were made in, in, oh God, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> so, it, it, it is the one who made you, eh, that is validating you. Say, I'm to ah, let me know what I do now. Let me know what I work. I'm the one who, I know what I did. I know the project I did. Ah, ah, I know it. He said, he said, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the, lower, in the lower parts of the earth. Are you seeing where God, are you seeing God's factory because of me? He said, he said, your eyes saw my substance being yet, <laughs> as in 10 over 10 minus nothing. <laughs> I pronounce it well, minus nothing. There's no deficits. Right, there's not even too much. It's, it's just perfect. The precision, you know, my I don't want to give details, anyways. You know, he says, he says, um, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book, they were all written. He said, the days fashioned for me, like you are you are you are, you are God's project. You are God's project. God, ah, God Father, give me your trance. I don't know why I'm just lingering here, but I'm just trying to espouse and to reiterate that you have to build your confidence with God's word. You have to build your confidence in God. Everything, everything is inside this Bible. Everything about you. Everything. So you enter into the marriage according to the volume of books written of you. <laughs> Let me steal a line for a declaration. <laughs> Hey, you know, you come in with that God confidence, right? You don't have to reveal your skin to prove that you're beauty, beautiful. Because great treasures are hidden. Great treasures, you see where God went to make you. Look at, he said in the lower parts of the earth. See the factory. After all of that, you know, secrets, you know, so, so that nobody can have, you know, the, the materials to, to replicate or duplicate you. There's no photocopy. That's why God, the original copy is with God. Nobody can replicate you. There's no two of you in this world. Eh? The blueprint of your constructs belongs to God. Can you imagine that kind of glory to God? So he says you're wonderfully made. Any other contrary opinion does not matter. Right? So put effort into your looks. Yeah? Put effort into your looks. Take care of yourself. Take yourself out. Cherish your body. Not just like, oh, cherish. 
cherishing is on a deeper level. Cherish yourself. Take yourself out. <laughs> I remember one time I went out alone. Then my friend told me, you're like, where are you? I said, I, I, I went to I went to eat. And she was like, hey, do video call. Are you the only one? I said, yes, I'm the only one. <laughs> I am the only one in this place. I'm enjoying myself. Right? I'll get there. And that leads me to, to the last um, security, social security. Social security. Social security, this one is very important because we need to get it right as single people. We need to get it right as single people. Solo dates are 100%. Um, Bishop Pete, please loud it on the, on the house top. As in, it feels like you're not even alone, like, like you, are, you, are, you are with the Holy Spirit, like in personal. Highly recommended. If you're not taking yourself out, please do it this week or next week when you get cash and when you can transfer. <laughs> Solo dates are they are amazing. And it leads me to my, my, the, the final um, point here, social security. Build authentic relationships. Build authentic relationships. Invest in them. God doesn't leave us without comfort. He knows you don't have a boo yet. He knows that you're still waiting, right? So God will give us, as you, as you trust the Holy Spirit, he will lead godly relationships into your life. Build authentic relationships, maintain them, invest in them, right? Marriage isn't the only solid relationship that you should have. Yeah, right? See David and Jonathan, Moses and Aaron, there are a number of you know, relationships like that in the Bible, and all of them were married. Marriage isn't the only valuable relationship that you have. There are solid relationships that you need to build. Solid people that you can pray with. People that you can say, ah, oh, my, my husband is working on this project. Please just agree with me. ETC. Have it, you know, build. God has not called us to walk alone. If I was single, does not mean you should, be, you should, you should walk through life alone. No. Build authentic relationships. Invest in them. Maintain them. Right? Then, the next point. Master how to be alone. We already said it, um, said it before. Master how to be alone, not to be lonely. A lot of people cannot, they can't stand themselves. They can't stand themselves. And, and that's why I mentioned before that you need to deal with your brokenness in God's presence. Many people can't stand themselves. You can't stay alone. Somebody has to be there. You can't, you can't go through a season without having a boyfriend. There, there must be somebody to fill in the gap. This, Feb, this Valentine, there must be somebody to bring cake and chocolate. There must be, in fact, if it means you're going back, you know, to your ex, you can't even stand yourself. This is a time for you to develop the capacity in God's presence, in God's presence. When you spend in, enough alone time with God, you, 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 you learn how to be alone. Not lonely, you learn how to be alone. You master how to be alone. You enjoy your own company, right? You enjoy your own company. You know how to engage in productive activities, you know, in that season, you know how to get yourself occupied, not just sleep away and just, you're, you're not, not just, you know, just while away time. You know how to engage yourself in productive activities. Are we, are we with me? Are you still with me? I'm almost done. I just have like, you know, two or three points left. Engage in productive activities, right? Keep yourself occupied. Keep yourself occupied. Okay. Keep yourself occupied. Master how to be alone and not lonely. Master how to be alone. Master it. Glory to God. 
then still under social security, learn to take care of other people other than yourself. It increases your value and the quality of your life. It increases your value and the quality of your life. Some people don't know how to share. They don't know how to give. They don't know how to be there for people. They don't know how to take care of other people. And you want to marry. You want to marry somebody's daughter. You want to marry somebody's son. Ah, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Learn to take care of other people. Learn to cater to other people. Right? You're, 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 you're getting ready. You're preparing yourself. You're maximizing. Your, it, it increases your value and the quality of your life. That People can also depend on you for something. It does not matter how small it is. People can depend on you for something. Learn to take care of other people, other than yourself. Other than yourself. Work on your character. Work on your character. Some people, the, the, the level of selfishness and stinginess that you're currently operating in is not godly. Is not godly. The degree of selfishness, it is me, myself, and I. If you take that into marriage, you are going to choke everybody. You're going to be very obsessive. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to struggle, right? Work on your character. Be open-minded. Be, be, don't be stingy. You know that you have issues with pride and arrogance and all of that. Work on it. Work on it in your season of singleness. Work on it your single season of singleness, right? So if you know you have character defects that you, you are still trusting the Holy Spirit for, this is when to build. This is when to um, lay down at the feet of Jesus. This is when to declutter. This is when to lay down the weights that easily beset you so you can travel light, so you can journey with God, so you can journey even in purpose. This is how to maximize your singleness. Then the last point is... Have accountability. There'll be times when you hit low. No matter how strong and focused and consecrated and pure and disciplined you are, right? There'll be times when you feel low, when you just feel, you know, what's going on. Have accountability. Have people that you can call. Have one or two people that can call you to order. That can say, no, 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 you don't have to do that. No, 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 you know? People that can, that can hold you. This is now inner, inner circles, right? Have accountability. God has not called us to walk alone. Have people that you can escalate to. I don't think I'm just, I don't know, for some reason, I'm just not getting myself, you know. Have people who can truly encourage you in the Lord. People who can really remind you of God's promises. People who can reassure you of what God has said. People who can make you see that you're not doing badly. You're making progress. People who can, who can validate, who, who can tell you you're anointed, you're graced, you're, you're beautiful, you're, you're, you're skillful. You're... People who can just remind you, right? And just echo what God has already told you. And bring to remembrance the things that you know, God has told you in the place of prayer or in your private time. Have accountability. Have accountability, you know, and I'm just trusting God that that, uh, that I've been able to, you know, just um, share share a few things, you know, that can help you really live a um, maximize your single singleness, maximize your singleness unto God, and also reassure you that the thoughts and plans and purposes of God concerning your life they are yeah they are yeah and amen, and that there's an expected end. God is not looking away from your needs. He's not looking away from you know from the things that you require. Everything is in the plan. But submit your seasons, submit your processes, surrender 
surrender to God and he'll be glorified. He will get the glory at the end of the day. He will. Out of these few points of mine, I've been able to convince you and not confuse you that you are secure in God. You're, you're, you're deeply secure in God. The Lord, your maker, is your husband. He's your shelter. You're the apple of his eyes. He's your bow and arrow. He's your strength. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Uh, okay, Peter's already on. Okay. Be Vink of God. Fire. What a word. What a word. What a word. What a word. It was, so, <laughs> it was so good. And I'm so grateful to God. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can hear you. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was so good, so thorough, so practical. And I'm grateful to God that I, um, you know, I responded, yielded to God's leading to have you be the one. There are a number of people that could have done it, right? Um, but I'm grateful that you did it. And I'm grateful that you poured your heart and yourself and your experiences here. Yeah? And there's just something about a single person speaking to other single people. Mm. I say pretty often, my testimonies are powerfully inspiring. Theolta's testimony is powerfully inspiring. Um, but we want to increasingly share more of you people's testimonies and more of your your stories and journeys yeah. because people have a tendency of just saying, oh, yeah, the pastor, so what do we want? What else would you tell us? <laughs> but it's because you're the pastor now. If somebody blesses you like that, it's because you're the pastor, right? But when people hear from those who are more into them in specific areas, um, it just it strikes different. And it was such a blessing. Now, if there are people who are supposed to be here that are not here, I'm speaking to everybody now, <clears throat> please personally, this is not just me making the general announcement, personally tell them to listen to this. It is so important. It is so, PLT says it all the time, that people go to school, they want to study engineering, go to school to go and study. You want to be a doctor, go and study. But when it comes to marriage, and relationships, people are not that well informed. And I said on Sunday, information is not comprehension, right? <laughs> comprehension is not application and so forth. So being able to even know the purpose for your single season, why am I single? What can I do while I'm single? What does God expect of me? You need to hear it over and over and over again because what causes, in quote, distraction and depression and discouragement sometimes is because people don't even know what they're supposed to be doing with that season. Right, and there's something else says that I love. Downtime is the best time to get ready for uptime. You know, as simple as it is, it's so powerful because it's like the story of my life, the story of David's life, the story of Moses' life. That waiting period is a time where you pull your weight in. Come on now, that's when you pull your weight in the things you're called to do. And um, like I mentioned earlier uh, last year, I said that we're looking at ways to expose <laughs> what's Aboria. Peter, what's that boring? How's that? Explain that talk to Right. Um, that we're looking for more ways to explore this. So we thank God for this, that by the grace and mercy of God, March, that's next one, we're going to have a singles night. Then maybe we'll skip April. <clears throat> but by May, at least every other month, we're going to have an interface of this nature, either online or a breakfast thing or a mingle with Pringle kind of thing. 
and go bringo or a cocktail thing, even though you're the head. Oh, don't let me apply the other parts of that. Right? <laughs> let me just let me just let me just leave that because let me not code red. See <laughs> Damn yeah, I'll I'll knock you through this virtual session. <laughs> I damn it rolling this giving side looks. All right, let me leave it because different things pops in my head. But you know what I'm saying? We want to give you guys more opportunities to interface one with another. So for those who are very passionate about this whole single thing, people like Israel, right? People like Israel, protocol Israel. At some point, you're gonna hear him share a couple of things or facilitate something or speak about something. Um of course, PLT is always very available and personally gifted and graced and well-resourced in that area. We're also going to have interaction. We just want to create that. One of my projects this year is to get as many of you as possible married. Right, right. Uh, and not to me, obviously. <laughs> right, but apart from getting you married, at least prepare you well, eliminate the layer of lack of preparedness. Some of that howling. What's the same must be nice. Which one must be nice? Right. So we want to eliminate the layer because again, the fact that you're worrying about something does not mean you're ready for it. The fact that you're praying for something does not mean you're ready for it. The fa- fact that you are ripe for it does not mean you're ready for it. The fact that you're, you're 25 does not mean you should graduate from university. The fact that you've been here for 10 years, now you have a PhD. Okay, you must go through the process. So we, we are committed beyond just, you know, teasing, teasing you from time to time, or you like, you know, your toaster, to putting you in the toaster, like sliced bread, so it can come out hot and crusty, right? Not cold and dusty, hot and crusty. So that I'm quite rush rush, the right person that is. All right. Um, so God bless you, Pivik. God renews your strength, renews your insights, um, strengthens you even your, in your own single period. That will not be much longer. <clears throat> um, the man of lost prepared for you will locate you. You'll come into your own. And as you have demonstrated this practically, the grace you've released through the teaching tonight will also find expression in people's lives in the name of Jesus. Next week, Wednesday is Vows Day. Tuesday. Next week. Tuesday. Yeah. When is Day, guys? That I'm watching uh, Val Watchers. Tuesday, okay. Uh, of course. Yeah, so Dami, let me mention a couple of things. So next week, Tuesday is Val's Day. Dami has Love Notes, the virtual edition. He has recorded uh, the, the tasteful, you know, series of songs and stuff. So he's going to be sharing some of the details on his WhatsApp story, on his Instagram and he's going to give them to me. So I announced that on, on Sunday as well. So it's going to be a good time to just chill online and all whatnot. Then Pastor Vicky and Minister Ochi. So Kings is not doing anything this particular Tuesday. Uh, PLT is not doing anything this particular Tuesday. She used to do total package as well. But you are not alone. Um, and I'm sure she's, she's going to do total package at some point, maybe later in the year. So. But you're not alone on Tuesday. I want to encourage you, please, um, take advantage of what Pastor Vicky, I think it's just for women anyway, I'm not sure. But if you are a, it's just for women, if you are a man, let me just tell you this, man, if you're a man and you're single in this house and there's a lady you love, this is a very great time 
this is a very great time for you. <laughs> this is a very great time for you to make that move. Men, we're going to be talking very soon because I've been interviewing my daughters and part of their feedback is that y'all don't know how... <laughs> <laughs> you all don't know how to step of this thing, man. I'm, I, I can, you can have a pastor that is a lyricist and a lover. And you are giving me colds, cold. No, no, no. Don't be doing that to me. I got it. I, I got to teach you guys. What? I want all the girls to be like, pastor, I don't even know who to fall for right now. Yeah. Three of them are as hot as I get your bread. <laughs> So, guys, make the move. <laughs> that means I pick my brain love edition. That's a good one, anyway. Thanks for the idea. But that, anyway, don't let me extend this missing beard here. But, man, oh, please, this is a good time. Don't let all these outsiders come and be collecting our children. And definitely not uncircumcised Philistines or wolves in sheep clothing, okay? Or Lucifer in lights. Let us, I mean, step out. More like a show, feel me, show up. There's one Yoruba voice sound real. What's the name of that? Who knows that sound real? That's Omototo Bai. What's that? What's that lady's name that says, hey, Everybody, who remembers that sound? There's one, there's a trending sound. A brochaliwa, hey, or something. I need to find that real because I need to use it very soon. Please find me the game. If you know the, the stuff, send it to me. Send it. You know, but that's what we want. All right, let's pray. Oh, can we really use that? I'm, I'm going to round off now. We're amazed to get to see you on the call. We're amazed to get to see you on the call. All right, YouTube family, we love you guys. We love you. Uh, SBI, Google, Abiela Daniel, Promise, Ogor. Everybody on YouTube, we love you guys. Father God, we thank you so much for your amazing love and kindness. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for the pleasantness of fellowship when it's virtual. Thank you for the wisdom and the revelation that you have poured forth through your daughter today. Thank you that we are sharpened, we are inspired, we are instructed. Thank you for the release of grace. We ask as she has ministered to us, let her be refreshed by your mighty presence. Let her be strengthened and fortified. Let her be lifted that these words will not speak against her in the day of judgment in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for all of your sons and daughters that you grant them supernatural capacity and ability. Particularly for those who might be struggling with some habits or canal patterns or things that are making them live below the standards that you have set for us in Christ. Lord, I ask that you minister grace to those areas, particularly to those who are in the middle of temptation right now or who are the crossroads and the junctions where their bodies are crying for things that the spirit has subdued. Lord, I ask that you have mercy and that you pour forth much grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray even in this season for everyone who's trusting you for their life partners, everyone who uh, is on the brink of saying yes or wondering who to say yes to somebody. Lord, clarity and direction, precision, accuracy in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Now bless everybody here. None shall lack their mates. Bless everybody, particularly for those who are not looking for partners romantically, but those who are looking for partners in business, partners in their prayer lives, partners in uh, one assignment or the other. Lord, supply, supply. Bring them into profitable partnerships. 
into divine relationships. And we give you all the praise for testimonies in every way. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. All right. God bless you all. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.